by by myself. Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host Ted Odorico. We've got a great show for you tonight. Got lots of great guests coming on and even have a caller on the line already before the show even started that's going to talk a little bit about some of the discussion that we're going to have tonight here on the show. But let me just remind everybody first before I bring uh, my guests out tonight or some of the guests, not all of them are here quite yet. Um, let me just remind everybody, of course, we are live every Thursday night here on blogtalkradio.com from 6 to 8 p.m. Central normally. We're going to have a little bit shorter program tonight. Uh, probably just a little after 7, we'll, we'll close up here on uh, Central Time, that is, of course. Uh, but we've got a great show for you tonight. Go to blogtalkradio.com. Up in the search key, if you type Golf Talk Live, that will take you to the main page uh, where the show is hosted. And uh, obviously, during the live broadcast, the main show is always at the top. But for some reason, if you can't join us live, not a problem. Just go to this link, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Golf Talk Live, and that will take you to the main page. And you just scroll down to the on-demand section and you can listen to any of the programs as they are all auto-recorded. You can listen to those at your convenience. But uh, for those of you tuning in live tonight, we appreciate you. Of course, we are uh, all around the globe uh, on the program, so we're happy to have not only here many listeners here in the United States, but from literally all over uh, every corner of the, of the globe uh, tune into the program each week. So thank you very much for doing so. Um, if you want to call in or speak uh, to any of the guests while the live broadcast is going, you can do so by calling area code 646-716-4667. Uh, or you can email any questions or comments to me personally at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And if you're somebody in the golf industry and you're maybe interested in coming on the show, you've got something to share, uh, you don't necessarily have to be a teaching professional. Maybe you've written a book uh, about golf, or maybe you're an entrepreneur in the golf business, and you want to come on and share your products or some information that you feel would add some value to the show, uh, certainly by all means reach out to me at my email at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And, of course, I always update the program on social media and Facebook, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash golf talk live blog. Make sure you have blog on the end there and make sure while you're there on the page that you uh, like the page if you haven't done so already and uh, appreciate all of the comments uh, following the shows. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and CEO of course is in capital letters. Uh, thank you for all the recent followers there as well. And, and also on both on uh, Facebook and Twitter, I update every week uh, both shows and the other show of course on Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is the Women of Golf show uh, that I co-host with LPGA professional Cindy Miller. And we had a, just a great show here this past uh, few days, and uh, we're looking forward to a great season on that show as well. So two great shows to, to follow on blogtalkradio.com. Uh, Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time, Women of Golf show with uh, co-host LPJ uh, professional Cindy Miller and myself, and then Thursday nights like tonight on Blog Talk Radio Golf Talk Live. As I mentioned, I've got a great show tonight. I've got uh, several guests coming on. Uh, Jamie uh, Leno Zimron, of course, has been on the show. She's a Class A LPJ uh, teacher professional. 
Uh, we're going to be joined a little bit later on, hopefully, with uh, uh, another a great uh, lady in golf, and that is Dr. Renee Powell. She's been on the show as well, and she was an LPGA Tour Pro from uh, 1967 to 1980. And, of course, uh, Rebecca Heinmert, uh, who is also a Class A uh, LPGA teacher professional, uh, she's going to be joining us here as well. And then in a few moments, my good friend, Mr. Byron Casper. He is the Director of Golf at the Casper Golf Academy. Uh, and he's also, of course, if you don't know, uh, if you've been sleeping somewhere, uh, like under a rock, he is the son of legendary uh, Billy Casper, who was one of the greats of the game. Um, so let me just bring out the, the uh, ones that are here so far. I think there's three of them here, or two of them here right now, and then uh, we'll bring on Byron and the others uh, as, the, as the evening progresses. So ladies, let me welcome uh, Jamie and uh, Rebecca to the show. Hi, Ted. We're happy to be here. And let me officially bring on, on uh, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Thanks for having us. Not a problem. I forgot to turn your mic on. I apologize. So <laughs> I guess it's hard <laughs> to come on the sh- come on the show when you can't um, you can't speak. Um, Jamie, let me just do this before um, we we start. Cause I know we have a caller on uh, that wanted to come on the show and talk a little bit. We're, of course, tonight um, we're going to be talking about your upcoming uh, golf retreat, and we'll talk a little bit more of that in detail as the show progresses. But I know you've got uh, we've got a caller on here who's actually attended one of last year's. Retreat. So, why don't you introduce her, and then we'll uh, we'll talk to her for a few moments. Okay, sure. Well, we started something uh, last year called Every Businesswoman Golf, and we launched with a wonderful retreat last April. It was in Napa at Chardonnay Golf Club, and Dr. Renee Powell came out. She is uh, based in in Ohio. She was only the second African American woman to ever play on tour. And last year, she was also named as one of the first seven women in, I think, something like 267 years of the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of Scotland to be wow. uh, become an honorary member, uh, along with Annika Sorenstam and some other greats of the LPGA. So Renee is uh, just an amazing woman. Her father actually built the first golf course ever designed, built by a black man in 1946, just because he couldn't play anywhere else, if you can imagine that. Came home from World right. War II, wasn't allowed to play golf. Golf was for uh, Caucasians only, actually a clause mm. in the PGA at that time. But anyways, um, and Rebecca uh, Heinmart also came and taught at that retreat. We had a really diverse, amazing group of businesswomen with, of course, the purpose being to to help empower women, give them greater skills either to upgrade their game or even get in the game because this game of golf that we love so much is truly the business sport. So much right. happens on the golf course. So, um, yeah, uh, we're so happy to have Suzanne Ash, who is a realtor with the Wine Country Group in Sonoma, and she attended our retreat. Thank you, Suzanne, for coming on to say something as we're getting ready for our next retreat, which is just a month away. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I'm glad to get on and talk about it. Um, Suzanne, let me let me ask you, um, uh, you know, we were talking, and I apologize, I had to cut her off a little bit. We were talking off the air before we went live, and she was sort of midstream in in, uh, in conversation. And of course, uh, we were prompted to go live, so I apologize for that. Uh, sometimes that thing uh, just has a mind of its own. But <laughs> any, anyways, um, Suzanne, you were saying to me uh, off air that, uh, you know, even though you sort of have toyed around a little bit with golf in the past, this was really the first opportunity that you've had to take uh, what I would consider fit official lesson. So let's talk about, first off, what drew you to the game of golf, um, sort of why you, you wanted to participate, and then sort of how you found out about the retreat and then some of the things that you experienced while you were at the retreat. 
Okay, great. You know what? My family has all played golf, and I just never did. And uh, I just didn't have the opportunities, and my father has played, as far as I know, most of my life. And um, and then he taught all my nieces and nephews starting at about two years old, and I just never did. And um, and then my stepson had a, a soccer fundraiser, golf um, tournament, and I thought, well, heck, whatever. Uh, who, who's gonna? We're just gonna laugh and play and have a good time. And and I hit my first good ball, and that was pretty much the end of it. And I just needed to play more and more and more. And um, had a great time, and it was fun being outside and then sunshine and um, and the tournaments were really fun. And I ended up just playing in all these different benefit tournaments and having a good time. But then. I wanted to get more serious about it, and then I saw an ad for this every women's, you know, every business women's golf retreat, and thought that's exactly the way I want to do this. And so right. I went for the three days to, to learn how to play golf, and it was a small group of women and a lot of teachers, so you got a lot of attention. Let me ask and you I real quick question. Yeah, let me ask you a real quick question because you raise you raise a very interesting point uh, because you are a businesswoman. Were you a little bit apprehensive at first, not about the retreat, but just sort of getting involved? Because traditionally, you know, as, as sort of um, Jamie was alluding to, uh, it, it has sort of been, um, you know, geared towards uh, a certain demographic for a very long time. Golf has been very intimidating for a lot of people. And as, as a woman, did you feel a little bit at first, um, because it doesn't really seem to open the doors to everybody as much as, you know, some people would like to believe. Did you feel a little bit intimidated at first uh, about sort of stepping out on the golf course, but once, you know, the retreat uh, sort of came about, that uh, that sort of eased that feeling? Um, well, you know, for me, I didn't look at myself as a serious golf player before. Right. So I don't think I was really very intimidated by it. I didn't really have any expectations. Very low right. ones. But when I started wanting to learn how to play and wanting to play better, I, I've seen a little bit of a roller coaster there around being a little more intimidated at different kinds of tournaments or benefits or different things because I wanted to play better. I wanted right. to be a member of the team that was doing better. Um, I also noticed that as my game has improved, the men that I golf with have more to talk about. Right. And, um, and, and women who've been playing for a long time, they have more to talk about. And so I'm more involved in who I'm playing with because they're not sitting there, I think, stressing about how I'm playing. Right. <laughs> so right. And, and do you think a lot of business women, though, especially, you know, those just sort of starting out, do you think a lot of them have that same sort of feeling, you know, because they're maybe new to the game, they're, you know, they're, they don't have really maybe necessarily, unless they're very athletically um, able um, to begin with playing a lot of other sports, um, you know, maybe feel it's a little bit uh, daunting, if you will, playing in a group, because it's not something you're always doing by yourself. You're playing usually in a, in a foursome or certainly a twosome. And quite mm -hmm. often not, if you're, if you're sort of the, the low person on the totem pole as far as ability, it can be very, very intimidating experience, especially if you're playing with men who maybe play a little bit better than you do. Um, you feel like you're mm -hmm. sort of dragging them along. Uh, Exactly. Did, you, did you get that kind of mm -hmm. get that sense um, when you, you first started out? You bet. I picked out? up many balls to keep the game going when I when I couldn't play well enough to play with them. I've definitely not finished many holes. Right. And and, and you just don't want to you don't you don't want to be that person. You just don't right. want to be that person that's keeping everybody slowed down. 
And, and I got to tell you something. That's that's a unique thing, believe it or not, with women because women will do that. Men do not do that. They'll sit and they'll hit a hundred balls before they'll pick that thing up. And that's probably why there's <laughs> the real reason why slow play is out there is it's because of the guys. It's not because of the women. But that's an ego thing. But we'll right. get to that another. We'll get to that another show. But um, all, all kidding aside, Suzanne, <laughs> talk about talk about your experience with the retreat. So you you came across an, an adver, uh, advertisement um, advertisement, excuse me, um, for the retreat and uh, signed up and decided mm-hmm. to give it uh, give it a go. Tell us about your experience at the retreat. Um, you know what? It was extremely welcoming, and um, everybody was very friendly. So I didn't have to worry about there were people who knew each other already and all that going on, but they still, everyone was very welcoming. So you got a chance to kind of just relax and know that you weren't the, I think I might have been the only brand new golfer in that set. Um I, I think I might have been. Um, so everybody was very nice, <laughs> and um, and let me learn at my own pace. But there was there were so many golf pros there that uh, we played a lot of golf. We got a lot of uh, training, and then we would sit down and we would talk about business a little bit and how to market our business and how each of us markets our business and a little bit about each person's actual business interest. Um, right. And so it it kind of unified us on a different level than just playing golf. Right. Um, Ted, Jamie, I want you... Can I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to get you to jump in, Jamie. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to jump in that, uh, you know, we had different levels of golfers. We had diversity in many levels. One included diversity of businesses and positions in their businesses, from CEOs and uh, realtors, you know, different people. We had uh, a marketing director from a genetic uh, research company. I mean, all kinds of interesting people. And we had age diversity. I think we were from 27 to 70 or so. We had uh, black, white, Latina, gay, straight, um, and all ability levels, handicap levels. One of the things that Suzanne's reminding me of is that I spoke to a lot of people at that time and even now who are interested in coming to the retreat who have said to me uh, they were concerned about not being good enough to even come to the retreat. And right. the the purpose of the retreat is to help women who already have a golf game to play even better because, as Suzanne said, it's kind of like, you know, you get along better having a better golf game. And then newer golfers who feel like, oh, they're not even quite good enough to hang yet or to play even right. in charity scrambles and this sort of thing, to, so to allow them to feel competent and comfortable enough. So uh, that's really what we are, are part of our purpose in the retreat and you know we think we're doing a good job at that uh, Suzanne uh, has told me some wonderful stories about how her competencies and her ability to, <laughs> to interact and, and play out there really shot up from the retreat well and Suzanne let me just get you to, to add a little bit more here in a moment but let me just say this first you know as I was alluded to earlier you know golf is is really a journey it's not a game that you're going to master um um, if you do, then you're going to be the top of the LPGA um, uh, tour because that, that's really the only way that, that you're going to be able to master the game is to, is to go to that level. And even then, there's players that have played on the tour for years that will tell you, you will never master the game. It's always a lifelong journey. So there's going to be ups and downs and trials and tribulations. What do you think and, and what did you learn at the retreat that will give you that motivation to keep going on, even in those dark times when you're just not – you know, everything, all cylinders just aren't firing on, on the same, uh, at the same time. What's going to give you that motivation, that something that you learned at the retreat? 
You know, I I, I think the two things that stand out for me in the retreat is um, that it's also a head game, you know, that I need to get calm and centered. And it's a great way to stay calm and centered and almost meditative playing golf. But I think the other piece is um, just left my brain, of course. Uh, (laughs) I hate it when that happens. Um, That's okay. I did. It actually did just leave my brain. Um, Oh, but I love it. Um, I love being out playing golf. That's what I took away from that, even when I was playing so badly. And I was, it just could not go straight off my club. There was never going to happen. I was having the greatest time. I was just having a great time. And even after not playing for a couple of months this year, and um, and then getting back out in the last two months, I just realized how much I love it again. Yeah, and it, it just and, I, and that, it, that's it, what I remember. It doesn't matter how badly I play. Right, golf can actually be a, a kind of a love hate relationship because there's going to be moments when you know everything's going to just sort of be working together and, and working smoothly, and you're just going to love it. And then there's going to be moments you're going to be out, whether you know practicing out in the range or or playing in an event, and nothing's going to work. And you're just going to think, why did I take this sport up? Or why am I out here playing? It's just nothing. And, and it's just, it's that type of relationship. But there's always something that sort of brings you back. I, I want to, uh, before we continue on, ladies, I, I want to bring in, it looks like Byron's joining us here. So let me just bring on, I'm hoping this is Byron, um, into the conversation. So just give me a moment and uh, we'll continue on. Uh, good evening, Byron, and welcome to uh, Golf Talk Live. Good evening, Chad, and thank you. Not a problem. Of course, I'm talking about uh, Byron Casper. He is the director of golf at the Casper Golf Academy and, of course, uh, son of the legendary Billy Casper, who won uh, 51 tournaments on the PGA Tour over his uh, journey. And uh, Byron and I have have become uh, good friends here recently, and and, uh, we're going to talk about some things uh, as the show goes on about that. But, Byron, welcome to the conversation. And, Susan, I want you just to sort of pick up from where we left off um, you know, you were talking about some of the things that, that you learned at the retreat that will sort of help propel you uh, as you continue your journey. I think some of the things about um, rhythm and smoothness of golf swing, and I can just, I can have videos in my head, although I did take some videos while we were there, um, of just how the golf swing should be and how there is a big difference between women and men's golf swings. I mean, at least what I can see even when I watch on TV. And so getting to watch Renee Powell and and Jamie swing and then, you know, I see my swing on a video and I'm like, okay, let's try to copy them. (laughs) And um, so I think about these movements that Jamie taught that are um, along the lines of her, um, I want to say Zen beliefs, Jamie, I can't think of the word that is probably the right word, but um, have something to do with her martial arts training. Um, Right. And so when I can't get my swing right, I put a golf club down and I go back to that rhythm, to that movement, this sort of swaying, so almost a dance move, but it, but it's a, a rhythm and it helps right. me get back to center and it helps me remember how to get my swing back in a, in a natural flow and an even rhythm back and forth. So I that one I keep all the time, even on the driving range and everywhere else. So Perfect. Um, that, let me bring... Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly what I meant. Um, let me bring in, uh, of course, uh, 
Rebecca. Rebecca, I want to bring you into the conversation. Of course, Rebecca uh, Heinmert was uh, originally from Sweden. Uh, she was a member of the Swedish national golf team for five years and is now based in San Francisco's East Bay. She's played uh, in three NCAA championships for San Jose State, and she was a three-time a- uh, academic All-American and went on to play professionally on the LPJ Futures, or Symmetra Tour, as now it's referred to, and has been a member of the LPJ Teaching and Club Professionals division since 2004. Rebecca, I want you to uh, jump in here, uh, jump here in here as well. Excuse me, and just talk about some of the things that you try to instill uh, during these uh, retreats. Um, yes. So um, in the spring, I was a, I was a guest speaker at the first one, and um, um, my um, I did a little uh, section on technology and golf mm-hmm. and how we can use technology to get better. Uh, and to practice with feedback. So I had uh, my trackman out there on the range, and uh, we we worked with the trackman for a little bit, and we talked about ball flight and how ball flight is created, (laughs) and um, which was kind of just an extra layer, too, with what Jamie had already kind of set the group up for. So it really flowed nicely into into the whole conversation about... um, the direction of the swing and getting the energy of the swing to the target. Um, right. And we also talked about mm-hmm. um, range finders and, and video and and how you can use those tools um, on your own to kind of gain a better um, awareness and understanding of your swing. I think a lot of times we have an idea of what our swings look like because we have a feel of it. But then it's sometimes very different when we actually look at it on video. I know when I started using video a lot um, that I was surprised of how my swing looked like. And, you know, at the time right. I was, you know, playing professionally. <laughs> right. So I think the more awareness you have in your swing, I think the better you're going you're gonna to play and, and, um, and then perform. Right. Rebecca, can let me I, ask I, you this. I want to say that. Yeah, we had so many good times during the retreat. There were so many, uh, you know, photo ops, shall we say, because so many cool things were happening. But one that I loved so much was uh, during the session that Renee, uh, that uh, Rebecca did was she had everybody have their phones out and their iPads out, working in right. pairs, videoing each other. <laughs> And, of course, it, it was just a great thing. And, of course, this empowers them to go home and be able to to work that way so that they can see themselves, they can work with a partner and see what they're doing. And, of course, uh, Rebecca and Renee and I, as the professionals, were roving and speaking with with each pair and you know helping them to see what are they really looking at. And one of the things that we try to do in the retreat is to give people a lot of information, a lot of vision about what are they actually looking for in the swing, as well as positions, also qualities, you know, are they centered, are they swaying, are they balanced, are they connected, are they in sequence, uh, is there a, uh, an in-sync feeling, are they using their upper body in force too much, are they using their, their core, their lower body properly, mm-hmm. what's happening with their footwork, all these kinds of things that, that they can see without having to be super technical, but that really gives them... Uh, key points that they can be aware of themselves and actually see in a video uh, without right. necessarily even having the professionals there when they go home. But that was just such a great morning and to see everybody out there videotaping each other on their telephones and say, hey, we can do this now. Everybody can do this. Right. And, and I, I want to 
that prompts me really to, to my next question. And, and Rebecca, I'm going to start with you uh, on this question. Then Byron, I'd like you to, to uh, offer some input as well, if, if you don't mind. Um, Rebecca, yeah, speaking sure. on, on, the su- on the subject of technology, um, there's obviously a lot of people out there that are very uh, tech, uh, technologically savvy, if you will. They're familiar with their iPads and they know how to use all of that in video and stuff. But there's a lot of people that are very, again, in, uh, I hate to use that word, but intimidated by it. How do you sort of find a happy balance uh, in using the technology and, and to help the, the, uh, the, you know, the avid golfer out there, but at the same time not overwhelm them with technology? How do you find that balance in your teaching? Well, uh, I think being out on the golf course in a retreat setting is a little different than um, what I do on a daily basis. Um, I actually work at an indoor facility here in Walnut Creek um, called the NorCal Golf Academy, um, and this is, um, I would describe my coaching as, as very transparent because a lot of people um, know a lot about golf and we know a lot about golf, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have an understanding of the dynamics that's going to create uh, consistency in their in their ball flight. Um, right. So um, when I work with somebody at the academy, um, it's a little different than working um, on the range uh, in a retreat setting. Um, but I think it's only scary for about, you know, maybe five minutes. And then you kind right. of, I think most sort of kind of get over it. And it, it's just it's just one of those things where initially it's kind of like, oh, no, how am I going to look? And, and I think everybody <laughs> goes through that. But then once right. you are over the hurdle, then you start to kind of get more curious about it. And I've, um, I've noticed that, that um, even, even players that maybe uh, are new to golf, they can kind of see that, you know, some things look different or smoother or more efficient than another swing. And, uh, you know, we're there to kind of help them really get a good base um, in the retreat um, on how that is supposed to feel and look like. Perfect. Um, and, Byron, let me just approach this just a little bit different, uh, sort of on a similar tone, if you will, but just a little bit different uh, I put sure. your question. Um Sometimes I think, and you and I have talked about this off-air before, um, you know, technology is great, and, and I love it, and I think there, there's definitely, uh, you know, a, a definite need in the industry for that. But one of the problems that, that we see sometimes with the teacher professionals out there, not all of them certainly, but some, um, where they'll, they'll overanalyze or use so much technology uh, and, and relay that or trans, you know, for that, that technology to the students, and the students become very overwhelmed and confused and actually sort of retract a little bit from, from that technology. What do you try to do, and how do you sort of marriage that together and not try to overwhelm them with all of the vernacular, if you will, that we use sometimes in this industry? How do you try to simplify it, still getting the benefits of the technology, but not trying to uh, confuse the students? What do you do at the, the uh, Casper Academy? Well, you know, I, um, I think, think personally I'm, I'm in a very lucky position because, um, you know, I – I learned the old-fashioned way how to club fit using a wax board and a tape mm-hmm. measure, and you know. Um, and then, in my time in Scotland, I worked heavily with technology, uh, and then with golf tech, heavy with technology. And now, um, I'm I'm really using a combination of both. Um, I would say to answer your question, though, the first question I asked. I'm not sure, but I think, Byron, we may have lost you. 
Uh, I think we might have <laughs> Byron, I don't know if you can hear me, but it, it looks like that. Yeah, yeah, there it goes. Um, must have gotten a, a bad signal. Um, I'll bring him back on or when he comes back on here in a second. But um, um, Suzanne, it, it, let me just, before we let you go, because I, I need to uh, continue on with these, uh, with the guests here. But um, anything else that, that you would like to add as far as the retreat, for those that are listening to the show tonight, that you would like to recommend them getting involved with the, uh, the Every Business Woman Golf Retreat, what would you say if you could sum it up in a few words for those listening to the show tonight? I think it's really a wonderful way of being around all types of golfers and women in business and finding, really kind of getting your feet wet in networking on a, on a purposeful level and improving your golf game, of course, and that just makes the whole thing really fun. So I think it's very much worth the time and the, and the investment in your game and your business. Right, and, and as you put it in the beginning... Right, and as you put in the be- uh, beginning, it's not just all about playing golf. There's a business aspect to it, and there's there's even a spiritual aspect to it as well, sort of becoming more in tune with yourself and, and how your body moves and reacts to different things. And so there's a whole myriad of experiences that you felt at the retreat, correct? Exactly. I think women, I, and maybe this is what I kind of pulled away from my own experience, was that I needed to be purposeful about my networking with other women. And just people in general as well. And golf, I I wrote golf into my business plan after this retreat. And my broker was laughing and he goes, but you love it, right? I go, yeah, and I'm going to do business on the golf course and that's how it's going to be. And it's worked out really great. I've gotten several deals off the golf course. So, well, I would say it's a moneymaker for you too. Well, exactly, and and something that a lot of people haven't clued in yet, and, and hopefully as we continue uh, discussions here in the program, um, people will understand, there's really no other venue, if you will, that you can have the attention of a prospective client for four hours, in a, basically uh, almost like a sales conference, if you will, on the golf course, and that's why golf is such a successful business tool, is because there's really nothing else like it. You know, you can go to their office, or they can come to your office, and normally it could be anywhere from 15 minutes to maybe an hour if you're really lucky. But where else can you really hold the attention? And it also gives you an opportunity to see that individual client in uh, a different environment and seeing how they react on the golf course, um, see whether you want to do business with that individual. Sometimes, uh, you know, if they're whipping clubs around and and are very disorganized, they may not necessarily be a good fit for your business. So sometimes it gives you a good handle on that as well. But um, Suzanne, I want to thank you very much for, for exactly. uh, joining us tonight and um, and for sharing your thoughts and input. And I hope that you'll continue to uh, be involved in, in uh, the retreats. And, and uh, I think they're definitely great. And that's why I enjoy having uh, Jamie and Rebecca on the program. And I'm still waiting for Byron to come back, but uh, we'll continue the conversation. Suzanne, uh, Ash, thank you very much for joining us tonight. And I hope you'll continue to listen to the program. Thank you, Ted. I will very much. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Rebecca. Bye. Thank you, Suzanne. Bye. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Ted, Ted, Suzanne said a couple things. I I hope she can still hear this, but I should be. We should put into our marketing materials that she said I wrote golf into my business plan, and it's a money maker too. And you know, it's so important, really, because. you know, golf, the golf course, the clubhouse, these are places where uh, doors are opened, relationships uh, are begun, relationships are built. Ultimately, you know, it's like a sales call, as you said, 
um, deals even even happen there. So much can get accomplished, and in a setting that's more relaxed and that actually is is quite um, transparent in terms of finding out who you may be working with by right. uh, how they play on the golf course. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, having somebody really for four hours or whatever you know it happens to be, depending on on where you're playing. Um, and, and the length of uh, playing, whether it's just nine holes or a full 18, uh, it, it does give you a, a, a very good insight into the individuals that you're playing with. It, it gives you an idea of how they handle themselves, because really it, how they handle themselves in the golf course quite often can mimic uh, how they, especially if you're, if you're entertaining a CEO of a company and they're very aggressive and, and that, it gives you an idea of, of, of an inside look, if you will, of how they handle themselves in their day-to-day business life. If they're very aggressive, very assertive, um, and, and I hate to use this terminology, but even very belligerent, and I've seen, I'm sure we've all seen that, it really is an eye-opener sometimes. And, and, you know, obviously more often than not, that's not the case, but it, it does give you a great insight. I, I see that Byron's back on, so let me bring him, let me bring him back on and we can uh, continue on with, with his discussion. Byron, welcome back. You know, I apologize about that. I um, That's the second time that's happened in two days, and, Everything just went completely dead uh, on the yep. phone, so I, I, I sincerely apologize. I was I was wondering if you were driving up the mountain again on your way home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, um, definitely so, not. Definitely no, not. So, but but what, no, I was, so any, what I was saying, yeah, go ahead. Saying before was just that with with students, I think you ask what platform they can understand, and once you you know what they can understand, whether it's a Mac or a computer or even a phone, then you can kind of build. Uh, a small little package that helps them uh, or helps them to learn the right way um, or the way that I guess works for them best. And so my philosophy is very simple and that is use the technology that's available to whatever end um, the student can understand it. And don't forget the most important thing that dad taught me uh, my whole life. And that is feel is very, very important with golf. It can't be ignored. doesn't matter how many mechanics you have the prettiest swings in the world aren't necessarily the, the best players. And so this is a game where we have to score. And scoring is really about understanding, I think, feel. Right, exactly. Um, what, um, what what I wanted to really – the reason why I asked that was I, I just think that sometimes there are, are students that get um, – that, you know – get confused with some of the technology they don't understand it and if we get too um you know too over involved in it sometimes students uh can get a little bit uh, overwhelmed with it and that i think has caused some issues um jamie i want to to get back if we can talk about some of the uh the people on the course and uh, also uh, again some of the different diversity well, well you know that was- um if we look at the retreat, uh, one of the things I said that you know, we had diversity on so many levels. We had diversity, of course, in our instructional staff. Um, Rebecca, I appreciate so much as, uh, as kind of our, our millennial pro and bringing technology <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it just you know that, that wonderful balance of technology and uh, it's a very holistic approach and, and being a player, being an instructor, being a student, uh, uh, so, and, you know, having kind of our age diversity, I think that's also important. And 
we also, you know, during the retreat, I think that it's important to, of course, uh, upgrade the skills, the actual on the course putting, chipping, uh, long game skills that women have so that they can be on the golf course, which is where, you know, so much happens in business. That's been honestly kind of a, you know, sort of a, the old the old boys club uh, right. until recently. And, you know, we're, we're working on making inroads there. We also include some executive sessions so that we can really get into more deeply the kind of, I call them the litmus tests of golf that happen on the golf course. Um, as you were talking about, are you belligerent? Um, honesty and integrity are really big yeah. that show up. Personality, friendliness, openness. Um, how, how are you in the face of adversity? And realizing that we're revealing mm-hmm. a lot about ourselves as well as learning uh, quite a bit about others. And these are things that I think every golfer needs and every business golfer needs. Women really need um, a training and experience in this because, um, again, it's kind of breaking into the old boys club. And as Suzanne yeah. said, not necessarily having a lot of experience, uh, you know, prior you know, and, and that's so true. And, you know, we, we've all sort of experienced that over the years uh, in, in golf. I mean, there, as we look at the the, um, the game unfolding today, there are becoming more and more different, diverse backgrounds getting involved into the game where for a long, long time that wasn't really apparent. And I think that's important. And, and one of the things, this, and this was sort of what I was alluding to a little bit with Suzanne earlier about being very intimidated. I know speaking Personally, a lot of women that I've talked to over the years were very apprehensive about going out to, to a golf course, that, especially if they've never played before. Maybe they weren't brought up in a junior program. Uh, and they were very uncomfortable with the idea because it really wasn't sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling um, that they were greeted with. And, and, and this is not really to knock anybody, but it's just something that was not um, really very apparent until now. And And... You know, Jamie, you're working very hard as as, uh, as Rebecca and, and Dr. Renee Powell, and of course uh, Byron as well, in trying to bring more women to the game. So let's talk about that. You know, what are some of the things that that you're trying to do, and what some things that we can improve on as an industry in whole to really attract more women to the game? And, and Jamie, if you want to start off, and then Rebecca and and Brian, uh, Byron, excuse me, uh, uh, to jump in. Well, I think the first thing is that that golf needs to be more welcoming as the business world does uh to women and you know this is this is something that is is going on um i was just at the international chair conference it's called of vistage international which is an organization of executives and ceos and it was just the other day uh for for over the last week in la after the pga show and mm-hmm. there were uh, there are now up, we're up to 20% of women executive chairs and coaches. Uh, so that means one in five. That's a big improvement, and yet you can see how far there still is to go um, right. in that arena. Uh, and the you know the diversity and color of faces and nationalities and ethnicities yeah. is far less than even that 20%. So I think that uh, enabling uh, welcome welcoming is important and our presence is important. Having role models for mm-hmm. our our kids and our our younger you know for our girls and for our boys, uh, but uh, but really to see for girls to see role models and for women whether they're younger middle aged women whatever that uh, hey we're there we're competent and then to outfit women with with the outfits I mean that's important we have to have the equipment sure. and clothes that that we enjoy and we're and you know the golf industry is doing well on that but also the outfit 
women with the skills that they need, which means the actual golf skills. And, for example, to retreat, we spend a lot of time out there with instruction because, I mean, that's kind of in a certain way part of the bottom line is just to be a, a competent golfer and, uh, you know, and, of course, to know the rules and etiquette, also the rules and etiquette of the business part or the business side of playing golf. So, you know, I think that uh, we have to be proactive because this doesn't happen on its own, and that's really one of the reasons that we've created these these retreats. Right. And, and Re- Rebecca, let me ask you this because, you know, uh, and Byron, I know that you've played uh, and, and lived overseas as well, so, again, you're dealing in a different market. But, Rebecca, you know, originally being from, from Sweden, uh, again, you um, saw a, a sort of a different um, – demographic if you will from what you're now seeing here in the united states so are are you seeing a a change um here in the united states um more mimicking what you saw when you were back in europe or 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 what do you see happening or what do you need to see happen do you think here in in golf in the u.s to really open the doors uh to both women and and obviously different groups well, I think in my experience growing up in Sweden, there was a lot more women who played. Um, much more kind of husband and wife, you know, right. both played. And it wasn't, it was a very different, I think, atmosphere than over here. Right. Um, and I'm not sure exactly yes. why that is. Um, it was more I couple friendly. This, yeah, I think more couple-friendly. And also, I think, you know, Sweden is, is pretty uh, far on equality-type issues overall. Um, and um, so it's just a very different mentality, I guess, um, than over here. And then I also noticed something um, over here is that some of the courses are a bit harder than the ones that I grew up playing. Right. Um, and um, I think sometimes golf can be intimidating on the course just because of the distance. Um, there isn't um, a tee that fits that fits real well, where a, a new golfer can sometimes feel successful uh, initially. And right. so that's why one of the reasons I really love being on the course. Uh, and doing the on-course coaching that we do at the retreat, um, and really getting an experience of of being out there and playing golf and not just being on the range. It's so easy to just get stuck on the range um, as a new golfer. And, you know, learning more about different kinds of shots and and stuff like that. But um, I love teaching women. It's I I really, really enjoy that. And um, it's it's a different... Um, energy when when women get together and and learn together and and grow together and and support each other. Um, I think it's a wonderful experience, um, and I had a lot of fun with that. So I'm really looking forward to to doing more of it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100%. You know, and and I've said this many times on the show before, you know, I've I've played with with a number of women over the years, and and I'll be honest – you know, I in many cases I enjoyed playing uh, with them on the golf course than I did some of my my good friends. Uh, there was a lot less ego, number one, um, and and they were much more humble. Uh, they knew that they were fair, at that time fairly new to the game, so they there you know there wasn't this expectation uh, of themselves um, because they were just sort of starting out. So they were very honest uh, and forthcoming in, in in their abilities, where a lot of men tend to 
I found anyways, my own personal experience in Byron, I'm sure you can back me up on this one. Um, you know, their, their egos get into the way and, and, you know, the excuses come flying out and so forth. But, um, Byron, you have the honor, uh, with this upcoming retreat. And, and before we go, let me, before I ask you about that, um, Jamie, why don't we, cause we've been talking about the retreat. Let's tell everybody when it is, um, the name of the retreat and where it's being held. And Byron, I want to talk to your, uh, a little bit about your, um, coming, coming into fruition with this, uh, with this, uh, venture. Uh, Jamie, if you want to okay. talk about the retreat. Sure. Well, the retreat is March 4th to the 6th, which is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So three very full days of golf instruction, playing golf, uh, the executive sessions, as I mentioned, where we really focus on a lot of golf and also the business aspects of golf. It will be hosted by Byron, which we're really excited about, at Mm -hmm. Warner Springs Ranch Golf Course, which is about an hour, hour and a half northeast of San Diego. It's in the California, Southern California wine country. It's just a beautiful, lovely area to be, very relaxing, very inspiring, uh, full of nature. So uh, the the website contains all the information. It's everybusinesswomangolf.com. So uh, that's the the place to get all the info. Uh, Certainly welcome to call me at 760-492-4653. Rebecca's phone number is there. Um, so Rebecca and I are happy to talk with people about the retreat. But as I say, three full days, uh, Dr. Renee Powell will be coming out. We're sorry she's not on the call yeah. today. I, I, I should mention, as I yeah, said, go ahead, she's amazing. And, yeah, let's say where she is. <laughs> she's, I think she's still on the airplane. I was hoping she might be off by now. She's flying, being flown from Ohio out to San Francisco. She is on the NFL Hall of Fame Selection Committee. So she's going to the Super Bowl, and she is just jam-packed with uh, meetings and events and uh, and then, of course, the some of the Hall of Fame selections. So, uh, you know, the opportunity really to uh, to be with Renee Powell, uh, to learn from her and with her, I think our whole teaching team is, is uh, really strong and powerful, and to have Byron host us. Uh, and he's, well, he'll tell you, but he's a master club fitter. He was a pro in mm-hmm. Scotland at St. Andrews for 15 years. Of course, uh, Renee's father and uh, Byron's father, these two grew up in golf. And to be with right. them and to hear so much golf lore and tour lore and to benefit from their depth of knowledge as tour players, uh, I, I could go on and on. It's just an amazing opportunity for women golfers uh, to, to come to this retreat. Yeah. I'm not really trying um, to sell something. I mean, I'm that excited about it, and the opportunity <laughs> is so great. The difference, and we're really out there with a purpose and trying to make a difference and to um, empower, support, make inroads uh, so that golf and business really represent the, the true face of, of, uh, of humanity. <laughs> right. And, and let me just add, you know, um, it, regrettably that uh, we probably won't have the opportunity to have uh, Renee on with us tonight, but uh, we'll definitely have her back uh, uh, again in, in the near future. She may still have a, a moment or two. She may be able to call in, if she, like you said, if she's off the plane. But if not, um, it, we're sadly missing her, her input into this, but we'll definitely have her back uh, on the show at a later point. But uh, you're so right. There, there's... You know, there's a great opportunity here really with this retreat to to not only open the doors to the many women out there that really would love to be a part of this game uh, and and maybe for whatever reasons, whether apprehension or just shyness or what have you, uh, or just not accessibility at this time, 
um, you know, this is a great opportunity, Jamie, that you're putting together with your group uh, in doing this. And, and, and speaking of which, Byron, I want to bring you back in here real quick. Um, as Jamie had mentioned, you're having the opportunity to host this at, uh, at your facility at Warner Springs Ranch Resort and Golf Club. So talk a little bit about how did that come about? How did you get involved uh, with, this, uh, with this group? And uh, what are you looking for to the most um, with this uh, upcoming retreat? Well, thank you, Ted, and um, thank you, Jamie. You're, um, you know, Jamie's one of my favorite people. Uh, I, I could listen to her, her talk all day. Um, I think she's got so much knowledge, um, uh, specifically on things that I just, you know, want to absorb. Um, and I loved the the last word you used, um, humanity, uh, Jamie, because I think that that golf, um, as we've talked about in the past, golf can, you know, be uh, directly uh, compared to lots of different things, but it really is a sport that you that brings out character that can work together in uh, diverse, diversifying different people and putting them together, helping people grow together. Um, you know, it's it really is a wonderful, wonderful sport. Whenever you can go and spend three, four hours with somebody and understand that they yeah. are you know, understand their character, understand what makes them tick. And, you know, I also have to say that in listening to this call today and, and your show, you know, Ted, I you know, I feel really strongly that everything I've heard is really about knowledge. And yep. knowledge really is power. And yep. if we're to grow the game of golf, we need to grow the game of golf, period. We don't need to grow it to men um, anymore. We, we need to grow it to the audiences that, one, are going to appreciate it, two, that haven't had the opportunity to grow and learn the game uh, the same as others, and three, again, focusing on the character building that, that really can come from excelling at something. And so I like to say that golf and, be, you know, becoming a good golfer or understanding your own golf swing really has the ability to enhance every single part of your life. And uh, and I and I believe that. And so how Jamie and I got together was through my father's golf tournament, uh, mm-hmm. Billy Casper uh, Classic at San Diego Country Club held every year. And uh, and this last year, Jamie came and rescued me on the last three holes of the tournament <laughs> because my back my back was out. <laughs> and um, and she so she came and rescued me, played the last three holes for me since I couldn't uh, even swing a club at that point. And we started talking um, really in depth about things that matter, uh, about growing the game, about opening up an audience to women that maybe have been scared, nervous, or maybe just haven't thought that it's a sport that they're going to really enjoy much. And, um, and you know, it's interesting. While you were talking and while all of you were talking, I, I thought back to living in Scotland and teaching over there and the experience that you have living in Europe as an American um, was was amazing to me. I, I grew and I learned um, on a weekly basis. But one of the interesting things about women's golf in Scotland um, is that they still have a very very active ladies clubs at many many of the famous golf courses. And um, you know, in speaking to the lady golfers, they can go play the men's club, and the men's club can come and play the ladies club if they want and play the ladies course, but. Generally speaking, the ladies really enjoy their time together much more than playing with their husbands and partners and friends. Right. right. And um, we don't have anything like that here. 
we don't have that organizational structure that goes back hundreds of years where women are playing with women and very well respected and so forth. And so I'd like to see more of that happening. And with regards to this retreat, you know, I'm just a small part of it. You know, Jamie and Rebecca and and, um, Dr. Renee Powell, you know, they are going to um, really do the bulk because they're the ones that have this message to get across. I'm fortunate to be able to host it and to be able to bring in some of my international experience and um, and my love of the game of golf and the importance that club fitting really is to all golfers, whether you're a 20 handicap or whether you're a two. Right, exactly, and and well said, um, you know, well said, Byron. You know, and and, and I don't want to spend all of you know time just talking about um, what they're going to learn on the course. I want to talk about a little bit more about the diversity as well as, as, you know, we've all sort of touched on here tonight. And Jamie, you know, it it does, you know, Rebecca made a very interesting comment uh, in her uh, last point in saying that, you know, back home in Sweden where she's originally from, uh, there's a lot of couples that play. And that's something, you know, Byron, that you just mentioned that you don't really see as much of here. And of the 25, you know, plus million golfers here in the United States, um, a very small percentage are women and even a less percentage are couples that play. Most of them are men, um, you know, of, of various groups. And, you know, if you wanted to quickly grow the game, uh, encourage more couples to play. Um, Jamie, let's talk a little bit more about some of the diversity and, and really how do we open the door and get other groups to be involved that maybe are not as involved. You know, we had Tiger Woods there for a year, years that was out on the golf tour that really we thought was going to bring a lot of, um, um, you know, ethnicity, if you will, to the golf course. And it did to some degree, but not to the level that uh, a lot of people thought it was. Um, so let's talk about diversity a little bit more. How do we encourage those um, that maybe are not traditionally in the bubble, if you will, of, of the golf industry? Well, you know, we now have first tee programs, which has been going strong now for, you know, over a decade, which I think is really important, you know, starting young and giving opportunities to um, inner city kids, uh, giving opportunities in all kinds of school programs so that, you know, young people, uh, you know, of different uh, class, ethnic backgrounds uh, and girls and boys, uh, girls as well as boys, all have an opportunity to start to learn, learn the game. It's not like you're just a kid at a country club. Uh, which right. is kind of you know, really expanding out from that. So I think that's really important. I was just at the PGA show uh, last week in Orlando, and I was really excited. I met a, um, there's a group, uh, Women of Color Golf dot org, mm-hmm. uh, and I met Clemmy Perry, who I believe is the founder or at least the leader of that organization. And you know their mission is to encourage and promote minorities and women of color of all generations, um, you know, youth, millennials, college age, uh, adults, uh, to learn the benefits of golf and to be able to participate recreationally, professionally in golf. Uh, so, you know, really excited to meet them. I, at breakfast one morning, I uh, met two gentlemen who head up the African-Americans Golf Hall of Fame. And it's interesting that it seems that there were almost more uh, black golfers um, you know, three, four decades ago, and we've had yep. kind of a long stretch. Uh, and even with the advent of Tiger Woods, uh, we've yep. had more spectators uh, of different ethnicities, but not necessarily um, participants, although, you know, golfers, that, that is happening more. 
there's a wonderful group of Latina golfers, businesswomen, and I was fortunate uh, through women in the golf industry to meet up with them. I was just talking today here in San Diego with Vivian Sayward. She's uh, a Latina CEO of Vivacity Sportswear. And, um, you know, her mission is to, as she said, to outfit women so that they look, feel, and perform beautifully. Right. And, you know, that's great. So she, she's got a clothing line that's just absolutely awesome, and it's actually going to be giving us a few uh, gifts for women at the retreat, and she may be able to participate. But, um, you know, clothes that where the model isn't just the, you know, the one sort of thin, blonde, white woman model, right? right. I mean, because we right. come in all shapes and sizes. And uh, golfers, golfing bodies are all shapes, sizes, ages, capabilities. And so, you know, when we think of diversity, we're really just talking about life. However, we've had such a small demographic in golf for so long and also uh, actually at the top of business leadership. So, you know, we're, those things are all growing and expanding, and we're part of that, really, in creating those opportunities. And uh, something else I, I just wanted to add because – I sure. mentioned I was at this corporate conference last week, and I went to as well to a wonderful uh, seminar on diversity in business. And they made what they called, quote, the business case for diversity, meaning that uh, there are, uh, are a lot of studies now showing that when you have more diversity in your company, in your staff, in your management, that those companies perform better. Uh, you get different perspectives on how to solve sure. problems. You you have, uh, you know, more appeal to a, a wider uh, customer base, greater market share, market share expands, more success in capturing new markets, um, and a lot of statistics, um, higher return on equity, higher sales, greater return on corporate investment. I mean, you know, we talk about diversity as it's important because it's part of our life and our humanity, but there's there's a lot of solid business sense to it. There's a lot of, uh, you know, social, um, uh, you know, social progress that we're part of, and you know, we're, we're golf is is ripe for that, right? It's it, it's yep. it's not uh, what the the mm-hmm. demographic is expanding, and and that's so important because opportunities are finally expanding for more and more people of uh, gender, race, et cetera, et cetera. Right, and and you know, it's that's interesting. Just a very James. quick, yeah, just a very quick point on that, just to show how how this has sort of come to fruition over the years in in an unrelated industry. If you look at the automotive industry for years. Um, when Japan first came on the market here in the United States, um, you know their vehicles were really not were were really subpar, and it was because they didn't know how to adapt to the the United States market, and their products were built for a, a different economy and a different market at that time. But once their company started to grow and started to diversify a little bit and and started to understand, uh, you know, the Western market a little bit better, their products have obviously, as we've all seen and witnessed over the years, have become you know, incredible. I mean, you know, the Japanese market in the automotive field has done mm-hmm. it. And I think the same can happen really in any market, uh, golf included. I think that as we diversify and become more, um, you know, expand out, not just to, to women, but to um, different ethnicities, excuse me, my tongue's tied tonight, um, but also different genders and, and so forth as well. And, and I think that it's just, yeah. it's something that we have to be able to, willing to do and take the initiative. And unfortunately, um, you know, the mentality is, well, we're going to sort of set the tone here. One of the things that disturbed me a little bit recently is I is, uh, was watching on the Golf Channel, and they've been, you know, of course, Jamie, we, we talked about this off-air a little bit, and, and we don't have time, unfortunately, to get into a whole uh, conversation about it, but we'll do it another time. 
Um, but one of the things that they've proposed uh, here lately in, in sort of helping to grow the game was changing the USGA handicap system, hoping that this will spur um, some new golfers. And, and, you know, whether it will or not, I, I don't know. I doubt it. Um, but I think there's other avenues that they could be taking that would be far more effective and, and something what you're doing here with these golf retreats, exposing it to women. And I would like to see, Jamie, and I don't know if you've considered this or not, in addition to the uh, business women golf retreat, I think it would be interesting to have some couple retreats, get couples together playing golf and working together uh, as a team. And, and Rebecca, I know that you've experienced that over in Sweden. Is that something that you saw more of over in Sweden that you're seeing here? Um, yes. Um, I think there's a, just a, a bigger share um, of women playing golf in Sweden of the overall than there is over here. Um, what would you, and I think what it's would the you same. say the percentage? I think, I think, what would you say the you percentage know, of, of ballpark? Probably, I think it's pretty split, maybe like 60-40. Like it's not, it's, I don't know, maybe 60-30. Like it's, but it's definitely more than, than here. Right. Um, you know, here I think whenever somebody sees a woman on the golf course, they get, ooh, that's exciting. Right. And let's help her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. we, we definitely uh, we need more women on the course. Right. Yeah, which isn't necessarily the best thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, for me, from my perspective, the way I got into golf was really from a social aspect, just hanging out with my, my girlfriend. People right. just yap and yap and yap, and you know we had so much fun just playing golf and and being on the golf course. It was um, it was very much a social thing for me initially, and then as I got a little older, then I got uh, you know really competitive. Um, well, and but definitely, yeah. and you approached and, and it from Ted, a, a competitive standpoint. Ted, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, well, Jamie. Well, just to your suggestion. I mean, we definitely have on the drawing board uh, couples retreats and ways to. You know, uh, every businesswoman golf has obviously got a strong focus on women in golf, uh, but also uh, for men. And I do want to say that men can get involved in this retreat and businessmen uh, by sponsoring, you know, uh, some, yeah. a financial contribution that can help to sponsor um, a woman or some women or, or to bring some women in your company. We have some of that going on so that they can, uh, you know, it's an investment in your um female employees and, yeah. uh, you, you know, and leaders, executives in your company to send them to this type of training. I mean, this is a training retreat. And uh, so that's, that's actually a real investment. And it also helps to afford opportunities to more women. Yeah, I could, I could see this being a, a great advantage for companies to, um, you know, the companies have always been sort of looking for ways to uh, enhance their, their employees' contribution to their companies. And and men have known this for, for, I mean, Byron, you can attest to this. Men have known this for years that golf is, is a very valuable business tool. But this is something that's still fairly new to women. And I think it would it would be at the behest of, of most of the, um, you know, male uh, executives out there to encourage their female employees yes. to get involved in a program like this because it's to their, it's to their benefit, not detriment, but rather their benefit, getting the, the women involved in these. But is it not true? Uh, yeah, though, it's, it's very, it's very true. In fact, it's that's I've been thinking that for the last five minutes. Um, you know, the one thing that we haven't touched on, and I know we don't have time to, but it really comes down to getting more women out on the course and using golf as a tool. But at the right. same time, you can't forget that we need men, executives, owners of companies, your regular average guy. We need to make 
the golf world friendly for women and right. not scary and treat them as equals and give them the same opportunity to go out and kick our butts with the handicap system um, right. as we would, we would, you know, we would our friends. And right. that's something that I don't think, you know, we can forget about. It's, it's not just bringing women out on the course. It's also taking a, a step forward as, um, you know, as, as men and saying, yes, this is something that we'd like to, uh, to have and, and be part of and grow the game as well as grow relationships um, in our company structures. So I, I'm glad you said that. Well, I, I just think for a long time, you know, and I've said this many, many times, and I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible because I know we're, we're really limited here on time. But, you know, one of the, the, the purposes of my, of my program, um, besides giving uh, an opportunity uh, to voice, um, you know, things like the retreat and other thing, and opportunities like that for, for discussion, was, was really to get the discussion going. Um, you know, there's a lot of great programs out there. I enjoy watching the Golf Channel. It's interesting to see, uh, you know, great guys like Michael Breed and, and so forth out there helping to, to grow the game in their own way. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed on the Golf Channel here lately, and, and I'm going to be very careful in how I edit this here, but um, <laughs> most of the images of women that they're showing on there in today's market are, are young um you know, sort of scantily, and I hate to use this, but scantily clad and sort of one demographic of women. It's not a true depiction of women. And I think, you know, I would like to see some of the legends that, you know, um, I mean, Annika certainly comes on here every once in a while, but, you know, when was the last time you seen Nancy Lopez? When was the last time you seen, um, you know, some of the, the representatives of the Legends Tour on the Golf Channel, unless there's something specific that's being promoted? And that's a shame. These people have a lot to give back to the to the game and they would be more than happy to do it um we just had cindy and i just had a great discussion this week with um a professional uh jane blaylock who is the president and ceo of the legends tour she has access to all of the great uh legends of, of women's golf and when do you ever see that on the golf channel um you know not very often that's a shame if they want to grow the game that would be a great great start but um jamie i want to give you an opportunity again to, to you know talk about this upcoming retreat let everybody know how they can, uh, when it's going to happen and so forth and where uh, they can get uh, more information on it. Well, thank you, Ted. Just go to www.everybusinesswoman, W-O-M-A-N, everybusinesswomangolf.com. All the information is there. Registration is there. Our phone numbers are there. If people have questions, want to talk, uh, we have a, a special code. Rebecca can, uh, can let us know so that uh, people from listening to the show can uh, get $100 off the price of the retreat. And um, uh, so it's May, uh, sorry, March 4th to the 6th, one month from now, at Warner Springs uh, Ranch Resort. And again, Byron is hosting that. It's just a beautiful facility. And we'll be staying in Julian, which is just a, a, the B&B capital <laughs> of Southern California. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and again, we certainly want women to sign up, bring your friends, uh, and men who really are excited hearing us today can certainly help to sponsor uh, any of their um, employees or staff or just make a contribution. We have women who want to come, and, uh, you know, having um, some scholarship money is certainly a very helpful thing. So uh, all these all these opportunities are there. Perfect. Um, well, I want to thank all of you, and let me just, before we, we close off, um, uh, I've got to wrap it up, but uh, let me just uh, remind everybody that uh, in, in a month's time, the Every Business Women Golf Retreat, which is going to be from March 4th to the 6th, 
um, at the Warner Springs Ranch Resort and Golf Club, which, again, is, as you put, um, Jamie is going to be um, uh, hosted, if you will, by uh, Byron Casper and his uh, great staff uh, at the uh, Warner Springs uh, Resort. And uh, I know it's going to be a successful retreat. And, Jamie, um, please extend my best to uh, Dr. Renee Powell. And it's uh, unfortunate that she wasn't able to join us tonight, but uh, I know she's having a good time and excited about the upcoming Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm sure she's got lots of great things going. And, and please let her know that I would love to have her uh, come back on. And, Rebecca, I would like to also, I'm going to extend this uh, personal invitation to you as well. Uh, I would like you to come back on uh, on a separate occasion, uh, just yourself as my special guest. I'd like to hear more about um, some of the great things that you've done, not only over in Sweden, but some of the things that you're working on right now here over in the United States, um, but a little bit more about your history and career uh, and what you've not only received from golf uh, over the years, but what you uh, hope to give back to golf uh, as you continue your journey. So, Rebecca, that invitation is to you as well, and I'll reach out to you shortly uh, to set up a date and time for that, okay? That sounds great, Ted. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, before we get off um, the um, the discount code for the retreat is yes. the show all caps um, all together, and that's to get a hundred dollars off the retreat price. And again, the website is everybusinesswomangolf.com. Perfect. And Thank you very much. It's T H E S H O W, right, Rebecca? Is the discount code yes. the show? The okay. Show. Perfect. Um, well, thank you very much, guys. And, and one last thing, Byron, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't make uh, re- um, remember to say this on air tonight, but uh, Byron and I are going to be doing a little something a little special this year as well. Um, he's, of course, going to be joining me here in a uh, little over a month's time, probably a couple of months' time now, because uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Byron, your dad's um, tournament is going to be coming up in May. I think it's around the 15th or 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you're going to be correct. coming on. Yeah, you're going to be coming on. Uh, before that, to talk about uh, the tournament and and uh, and help for for his uh, foundation, uh, Billy's Kids. Uh, but you're also going to be joining me uh, the Thursday eve of every major this year. Uh, for, for I'm talking about the men's major, of course, the Masters, U.S. Open, uh, the Open over in um, uh, in Europe, and of course the PGA Championship. And we're going to be talking about. Uh, not only about the events of that Thursday uh, leading up to the tournament and, and what uh, people can expect at the major, but you're also going to share some inside tips that your father has shared with you about his uh, uh, challenges, ups and downs, if you will, uh, playing the majors. And of course, uh, for those of you that don't remember his record, uh, he won three majors, uh, Masters and two U.S. Opens uh, on the tour among his 51 uh, tournaments. So, uh, Byron, you're going to be joining me here uh, over the next few months, and we're going to have some great uh, opportunities for people to become involved on those uh, evenings, uh, either calling in or emailing, and have a chance to win some great prizes as well. So you want to stick, uh, stay tuned for that. And, and Byron, thank you yeah, for stepping up and so. doing that. Yeah, I think it's going to oh, be a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be it's going to be great. And let's not forget, uh, you know how uh, how wonderful it is going to be as well with the the Ryder Cup. Uh, right. Um, and um, and you know this is a great year for golf. So I'm very excited to uh, to be involved both with the women's group, uh, Jamie and. Rebecca, um, but also uh, with you as well, Ted. So thank you for your time. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for, for giving of your time. And Jamie, as always, um, thank you for, for reaching out. And, and as I've said to you uh, many, many times, you know, I'm about growing the game as much as you are. Um, we all have our own ways of doing it. And I try to use this show as a way of, of growing it, uh, not just to, with my audience, but within uh, the group of fellow teacher professionals that we all network with. And uh, this is really an opportunity to give them a voice to talk about how they can help uh, not just play better golf, but just how we can 
really expand the community of golfers out there. And, and I think you're doing a great job uh, with your team and, and with your fellow uh, professionals. So uh, Jamie uh, and Rebecca and Byron and, of course, uh, Renee, uh, thank you for, for all that you do, and, and you're always welcome uh, to come back on the show. Well, Ted, thank awesome. you so much. Thank I, you so much. I, I really want to say that it is just an honor and a pleasure in the most literal senses of, of those words to be able to work with you, Ted. I appreciate, uh, you know, your consciousness and Byron is, uh, you know, to have to have two guys like you who are just such great <laughs> golfers, great instructors, great professionals, and that, and who get it. And who really yeah. uh, put your, you know, put your resources, put your energy uh, behind what we're doing is just a tremendous thing, and I, I just love and appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Well, well you're quite precated. We love you too, Jamie, and and love what you're <laughs> doing for for the game, and can't wait to meet Rebecca and and hear more about golf and uh, and Sweden. So, all right, sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it as well. Well, and we can't wait lady, to see everybody soon in, at, uh, in Southern California in a month. <laughs> sounds good. And, um, Jamie, I'll be more than happy to continue to, to promote it through my social media networks as well, and I'll continue to plug it uh, each week up until the event um, as we get a little bit closer just to, to give you some a little extra push. But um, thank you for coming on and sharing uh, tonight uh, a little bit about golf and a little bit about uh, some of the diversity that we're still facing in golf. And, and I mean, this is a discussion that we can continue on at another time. Um, so maybe we'll all get back together here on the show in, in a future show and talk a little bit more about some of the things. We've talked about some of the diversities out there, but we really need to talk about some of the things that we can do um, to, to really open those those doors up. So um, we'll continue the discussion at a later time. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for joining me tonight on Golf Talk Live. And, and uh, Byron, I'll be in touch with you real soon uh, about some other things that you and I have got uh, in the fire here. Um, but thank you uh, for coming in and joining in the discussion tonight. Oh, you know, it's been my pleasure. Uh, I absolutely love the energy that I feel um, uh, in this group. And so thank you all very much for including me and for allowing me to, uh, you know, to be part of this wonderful adventure and do something good for the game of golf. And and one last thing, Jamie, before I let you guys go, I, I, I noticed a sort of a correlation with the events because I, I think last year was near – uh, was up in Napa. Was that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and this year is down in Sonoma. Well, we're, no, we're down near San Diego. And or San Diego, but but it, near wine, but near wine country, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping it close to the wine country, and uh, um, Byron has hooked us up with some of the nearby wineries, and uh, we'll be having a great banquet with some wine tasting and. Uh, you know, there's so many other activities and, and places around. You can go uh, hang, sail, sail planing and kayaking. Right. And, uh, the area we're going to, if people want to add a day or two to their retreat. But yeah, the wine. It seems like wine and wine and nine, yeah. wine and golf. Uh, and, 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 and people love it. <laughs> Women really love it. So you, yeah. But and we wanted to give the opportunity in Southern California as well as Northern California. <laughs> so Perfect. yeah, good good catch there. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, listen, it doesn't. It doesn't take a lot to usually get past me, but that one I wasn't letting go by. Um, ladies and, 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 and gentlemen, thank you very much, uh, and, and I look forward to uh, to continuing some conversation with you guys in the near future. Um, but uh, uh, thank you, uh, Jamie, Rebecca, and Byron, one last time. Uh, have a great evening and uh, much continued success uh, with, with this venture, and, and I will continue to do what I can to, to help support it. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, everybody. Thank you right. a lot. Have a great evening. All right. You too. All right, good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, those were my very special guests this evening, uh, Jamie Leno-Zimron uh, and Rebecca Heinmert, and of course, my good friend, Mr. Byron Casper. Unfortunately, as mentioned, um, Dr. Renee Powell wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, she's uh, being uh, catered, if you will, out to San Francisco to get ready for the upcoming uh, Super Bowl. She's uh, involved with the uh, Football Hall of Fame, as, as uh, Jamie had mentioned earlier, so she wasn't able to uh, uh, to join us on this uh, discussion tonight, but uh, I will definitely have her uh, in the near future. But um, but thank you, Jamie and, and Rebecca and Byron again for, for coming on. And also thank you to Suzanne uh, Ash, uh, who was a uh, participant in last year's uh, uh, Every Businesswoman Golf Retreat. Uh, thank you for sharing your uh, thoughts and insight and, and viewpoints uh, on the event. Uh, it sounds like it's a, a great event, and I think it's something that uh, I encourage a lot of women to to get involved with. So make sure you go to everybusinesswomengolf.com to learn more about the upcoming retreat, which is going to be March 4th to 6th, uh, which is literally a month uh, away, and is going to be hosted by By uh, Byron Casper at the Warner Springs uh, Ranch uh, Resort and Golf Club, uh, just out around the San Diego area in California. So make sure you check out the website. Uh, as I mentioned, and you'll get more information there. You can sign up and, and get more details. And also, uh, if you enter the promo code THE SHOW, uh, I understand you'll get $100 uh, off uh, the cost of the, the retreat. So make sure that uh, you take advantage of that at this time. Um, I just want to take, as I just have a few moments here just to, to wrap things up, um, I just want to take this opportunity to thank uh, you, the listeners out there, uh, literally from around the world for faithfully tuning into Golf Talk Live each week. Uh, I certainly do, as I've mentioned many, many times, uh, get a great amount of pleasure and enjoyment of having a number of highly talented coaches and teaching professionals, authors and entrepreneurs stop by the show. And it's really through their participation and guest appearances that help make Golf Talk Live a first-class show. Uh, in addition to you, the listeners, uh, I want to also give a special thanks to the sponsors and supporters of the program. Uh, first and foremost, Mr. Mr. Jonathan Laird, from South Coast Golf Guide, uh, who continues to support the show. Uh, if you're interested in getting a copy of the guide, go to southcoastgolfguide.com, and uh, you can request a copy of that guide if you're not in the area. And it covers a lot of the great golf courses uh, from the southeastern part of the United States, from literally from Texas right over here to uh, uh, Florida. Lots of great golf courses, a lot of other information, uh, articles, and so forth in the guide as well. So go to southcoastgolfguide.com, and you can learn more about that. Uh, also, Meredith Kirk, uh, Mrs. Meredith Kirk uh, of Meredith Kirk Golf, and she was, as I mentioned uh, also many times, she was the uh, 2014 Mrs. South Carolina winner and uh, great, uh, wore the crown very well and, and did uh, did it uh, a great honor. And she's also a great uh, LPGA teacher professional as well and, and runs many uh, clinics and, and uh, lessons and that out in the uh, Myrtle Beach area. So if you're interested, go to MeredithKirk.com. You can learn more about that. And she's also a big proponent of junior golf as well, so you can find out more about that there. Uh, Mr. Uh, Nicky and his wife, Tiffany Litherland, uh, originally from Australia, as I mentioned, down under, uh, living over here in the United States now. Nikki, of course, is a golf professional as well. And he and his wife have been big supporters of the show, always helping to spread the word. So thank you, Nikki and Tiffany, uh, for your great uh, input and, and uh, th thoughts towards the show and, and your continued support. And Nikki is going to be coming on, I believe, sometime in March. We finally uh, haven't got the exact uh, which of the dates yet, but he, I believe he's going to be coming on in March. He's actually um, uh, out visiting his, his father right now. So uh, he'll be coming here on the program in a little while. But um, 
uh, in the months or so to come. But uh, also a special thank you to Mr. Bernie Pinder from Ontic Golf. He is the uh, owner and founder of Ontic Golf, which is a great line of uh, custom putters. Uh, and I strongly suggest that you go to their new website, which I designed, onticgolf.com. Uh, I helped redesign their new website, so go to onticgolf.com, and you'll be hearing more from Mr. Bernie Pinder in the weeks to come as he'll be coming on the show as a guest again. Uh, Mr. Peter Doyle from Doyle Golf Solutions over in Ireland, a good friend of mine. Uh, thank you, Peter, for all of your continued support of the show, and he's uh, also a great uh, club professional as well as a teaching professional. Uh, so go to um, visit uh, Peter Doyle. I believe it's doylegolfsolutions.com. Um, that you can visit his website there as well and learn more about that. But he's over in Ireland, and he continues to support the program. Uh, again, thank you to my very special guest tonight, Jamie uh, Leno-Zimron, Rebecca Heinmert, and, of course, Byron Casper. Uh, thank you for all of your uh, continued support as well, and thank you for coming on and sharing your thoughts uh, about the retreat um, that Jamie is, is uh, having in the month to come. Uh, it's called Every Businesswoman Golf Retreat, and it is Friday, March 4th to Sunday, March 6th. And it's being held uh, by Byron Casper at the Warner Springs Ranch Resort and Golf Club in, uh, in near San Diego, uh, California. So uh, good luck with that event. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining me here. And I will see you next Thursday at 6 p.m. Central right here on Golf Talk Live. God bless everybody. Have a great week.